Hey there, this is Pastor Terry. Welcome back to Grace for Your Journey. So glad you're with us. And thank you so much for being with us as we're journeying through 1 Kings. Man, it's been a blessing. We're in 1 Kings 16. And here's what's happening. Kings are coming and going in Israel. Now over in Judah, Asa, because he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord. He honored Lord like his father David did. He has been in power for a long time. Asa would eventually rule 41 years. While in Israel, you had a two-year reign, a seven-day reign. <laughs> and now look at what happens here. Now, then the people of Israel were divided into two parts. What had just happened? There had just been a coup to kill the king. The king had been killed. And, and this and this guy, um, Omri, takes over. And here's what happens. Because Zemiri had killed the king. Half of the people followed Tibani, the son of Ginnath, to make him king. And half followed Omri. And Omri was the guy who went in and killed Zimri, who had killed the king before him. But the people who followed Omri overcame the people who followed Tibani, the son of Ginnath. And so Tibani died and Omri became king. Now, I want you to look at this. So not only have they had no king that's reigned very long in Israel. Why? Because way back to Jeroboam, he set up altars. He set up alternate worship systems. Now think about why this is so bad. There's a principle. It's a principle in scripture. It's a principle in life. Disruption leads to destruction. And understand what happened in Israel was a complete disruption of God's plan and God's ways. Think about what God had done. God had given him the Ten Commandments through Moses. He gave him the Decalogue. That's what the Ten Commandments means. The Decalogue, the Ten Laws to structure society. The Ten Commandments, yes, there are, there are moral implications to it, but it's a civil code, right? When you look at the Ten Commandments, a lot of it is how you govern a society. And the first thing is you honor God. So in keeping with that, God uh, allowed David to fight wars. He allowed David to win wars. He allowed David to establish the boundaries of the kingdom. Then Solomon came along. And Solomon came along and went through incredible detail. Earlier in Kings and in this podcast, or this section of the podcast, we we have talked about um, Solomon's temple and Solomon's home and what he built and how much it was. Solomon was would eventually be worth $2 trillion as a king. Think about that. And wealth back then was an indication that God was blessing you and God was with you. The, the temple that he built in today's dollars would be worth 300, listen, billion dollars. That's huge. It is massive what it would be worth. Or 300 million, I should say. 300 million dollars. Over a quarter of a billion dollars. In the room, it was big, but it wasn't like Empire State Building big or Pentagon big. It wasn't that big, but it was worth over a quarter of a billion dollars. That is amazing. So not only does it give the Ten Commandments, David then fight, fights wars to establish the kingdom so peace could come because great, great things are built during times of peace, not times of war. War is about survival, right? War is sometimes about advancement, but things are not necessarily built during that time. And, and so David established peace. Solomon came in and built it. But toward the end of Solomon's life, he strayed away from the Lord. And so the kingdom was divided between Judah and Israel. Israel consistently did what was wrong in the eyes of God. And what really put it over the edge is when Jeroboam established golden calf worship, which is what they had in Egypt, by the way. He put one on one side of the kingdom and one on the other and said, don't go to Jerusalem anymore. Don't go to the house of God, which Solomon built, the place that God ordered to be built, the place where God would descend and forgive sins. Don't go there anymore. Go to the place that I have built. See what happened? They fundamentally kicked God 
out of the most important spot, the number one spot in their country. And he inserted himself and all the kings after him there did that very same thing. And so because disruption leads to destruction, it got so bad that even that kingdom, Israel, was going to be divided. So not only was the whole Israel divided once, but then this section Israel was going to be divided again because you cannot ignore the truth of God and be blessed and have peace. So this is exactly what's going on. So he goes on and he says this, but the people who followed Omri overcame the people who followed Timothy. And so Omri became king. In the 31st year of Asa, king of Judah, um, there in Judah, Asa still the king. This is the fourth king since Asa took power. Asa down in Judah, one king because he honored the Lord. He, he did what was right. And this is the fourth king in Israel. And he goes on. He said, he bought the hill of Samaria and Shemar for two talents of silver and fortified the hill and called the name of the city. He built Samaria. He heard of Samaria. And after the name of Shemar, uh, the owner of the hill. Now look at this. Here's all you got. We could have just read this one line and been over. Omri did what was evil in the sight of the Lord. And he did more evil than all who were before him. For he walked in all the ways of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, the guy we were just talking about. And in the sins that he made Israel sin, provoking the Lord, the God of Israel, to anger by their idols. So Omri didn't learn from past mistakes. How is it that you could be king number four, see destruction, 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 and murder, right, of these kings, and not say somewhere along the line, I got to do it different. Let me ask you, before we judge him too harshly, now looking at it, 21st century sitting where I'm sitting, is pretty crazy, right? But I look at my life and there are times I've looked at people's lives and the struggles they've had and the hard times they've come into, not because life happens, because life does, but because of the choices they've made. And you know what? I'm embarrassed to tell you, I've made some of the same choices. I've not been perfect in this thing. And I didn't learn from other people's mistakes. But isn't it interesting that Omri had these clear relatives, these relatives, clear examples of what's going on, and he didn't learn. He did what was evil in the sight of the Lord. My prayer for you is that won't be you, <laughs> that you will do only what is right in the eyes of the Lord. And when you do, you're going to find unbelievable grace for every step of your journey. Let me pray for you. Father, we love you so much and thank you for today. May we walk in your ways, not the ways of the world. We pray this in Jesus' name, our Lord. It's his name we pray. Amen and amen. Well, God's blessings on you. Love you. Thank you for being with us. And we'll talk to you next time. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of the Grace for Your Journey podcast. I pray that it has been a blessing and an encouragement to you. Pass it around if you think it would help somebody. And we look forward to you dropping by again for another episode of the Grace for Your Journey podcast.